Short story. My daughter, oldest daughter, went to school. Um, we sent her out to California. She went to school, Cal State, Fullerton. Got a four-year degree. After she got a four-year degree, she got out. She was working with TV One. I don't know if you've heard of TV One. I've heard of TV One. <laughs> but she wasn't making no money. So she came. She called me one day. She was crying. She was saying, look, Daddy, I'm still not making no money. I said, well, you got to do what the rest of us did. She said, what? I said, you got to go back and get your MBA. Get an MBA in finance, IT, or something like that. She went and did that. All career technical education areas. It, right, right, yep. right. She did that, and now she's making good money, and she's doing well. On the, on the flip side of that, I have a daughter that went through kind of like the trades area. So she makes is about as much money in the trades area as my daughter with the NBA. Without the debt. <laughs> That's correct, without the debt. We are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE Now. I'm Rashawn Garnett, and with me I have Mike Roberts. And Mike, here we are playing from home today. This might be the first time, I think, in the fall that we actually got yeah. to broadcast. I don't think this entire school year, since the school year started, we've broadcasted from the well, CTE we're just, cave. We're just getting started, you know. Yeah, we are so, just getting started. So yeah, but yeah, definitely, we we haven't been in the bat cave in a while. Yeah, <laughs> haven't been in the bat cave in a while. It's nice to be home. Sometimes it's nice to play home games, and then other times it's nice to get out and uh, meet professionals. Speaking of professionals, we have a professional here, a guest here in the CTE conference. We always room. do. We always do. Always have to have a guest, so you don't have to just hear from me and Mike. Hear from somebody with some credibility, which means that <laughs> leaves us out. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. We're, I, I like to think I'm a credible source, but before we get to our guest here today, I got to remind you of Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, all at the handle Henrico CTE. Check out HenricoCTE.com. Find out more information about the courses we offer your student and also the Life Radio Expo, October 18th. Coming up. From 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. 6th to 12th grade students will have an opportunity to meet and speak with employers from a whole lot of different career pathways. So come get your foot in the door, Life Ready Expo at Hermitage High School, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., and that's October 18th. And uh, 17 career clusters, hundreds of pathways. Hundreds of pathways, and, and quite literally hundreds of pathways. The last, at last report, I heard it was maybe over 100 businesses. Mm-hmm. Yep. Over 100 businesses that, are, that will yep. be there. I had to redo attendance. the map already. You had to redo the Tw- map? Twice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good problem to have right there, Mike. Yeah. That is a good problem oh, definitely. to have. And Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast on all of the major podcast venues, most of the minor ones. So look us up on your favorite app. Uh, like and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. We're broadcasting twice a month. We've got four years of content, over 80, pushing 90 episodes. So if you have not heard from us before... Get caught up. It's going to take a couple months. It'll take a couple months because we add new episodes bi-weekly, right? Yep, so, exactly. You'll never catch up. You'll never catch, <laughs> never catch us. No. Uh, go great through, shows. Go through there, browse, and see um, really any subject matter that you might be able to relate to. We've talked to a wide range of professionals in a variety of fields. Oh, so yeah. you, there should be a little bit of something for everybody. But today, we are talking with Mr. Jose Fitton. And uh, where are you from, Mr. Jose Fitton? Originally from Cleveland, Ohio, by way of Bluntstown, Florida. Uh, and who are you with, though? That's what I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I am with, if it's talking about a favorite team. No, no, oh. no, not a team. <laughs> it better, but not, be, f- it better, not, be, it better not be anybody in the NFC East, though. The Cowboys. Oh, <laughs> NFC East. Okay, yeah, I'm a Giants yeah, fan. Yeah, Giants fan. And we'll, we'll have a conversation. Giants are 4-1 at this point. Yeah, that's right. At this point, that means I'm a happy football fan, but we're getting <laughs> off subject. You're with Newport News Shipbuilding. Newport News Shipbuilding in Newport News, Virginia. Yep, and uh, what is your title there, and what does an average day look like in your position? I'm a program manager for workforce development area for Newport News Shipbuilding, and uh, what my job entails is basically going to K-12 and uh, community colleges and uh, trade centers to try to partner with them about the trades that we have and basically try to uh, get them into the fold so we can hire them. So sort of a, um, speaking of football, football factory type situation where you're looking to grow your own talent from that, in that regard. That is correct. So why do you guys think something like that is important? Why, do you, why even go have somebody come out and talk to places like Kenrico CTE in an effort to get more students? Well, I, I think it's important. Uh, I've, I've actually went through the trades environment myself growing up. What, what I do now understand is, is that many kids just don't want to go to college or they get there and decide this is not something we want to do. And, and, and it's important for us to understand that when uh, a student wants to go that direction, you need to have some type of outlet or some type of avenue to get them there and get them to full hiring capacity. So that's what we do. Yeah, and I think one of the best ways to do it, right, is getting in contact with uh, your local school systems, and even even you guys get in contact with colleges as well, too, right? Oh, you mentioned that. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So, so do you mainly concentrate on the school systems, you know, in the Tidewater, Hampton Roads area? My assignment basically is, is going to uh, colleges and trade centers about 100 miles out from where we are. That and we so would fit in that. <laughs> exactly. That, exactly. Is, that is, yeah, we're in yeah. the ring. We're yeah, only 50, yeah. 60 miles. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So so I, I'm i on the road quite a bit doing that, talking to different people in those avenues and those venues and those locations concerning trades. It's a lot of fun. Love it. What's the difference between the reaction? When you're talking to students, whether it's a high school student or a college student, what are the different reactions you get when you're talking to to them based on their their age? What what is it they're looking for? Or what, uh, you know, are the high school students less understanding of where they want to go than the college students? Some K through twelve, basically high schoolers, kind of know if they want to do military, if they want to do college, or if they want to do trades. My experience has been the ones that want to do trades. They are excited about it. Majority of them are excited about it. So they either they either going to go through welding, electrical, sheet metal, and painting, or they'll do uh, some type of IT background, uh, uh, something like gaming or uh, something to that perspective. And, and they really, really, really enjoy doing it because what, what I found out is they're not always looking at how much money is going to bring them in right up front. They're looking at the excitement and enjoyment of making something work putting something together and that type of thing. That, f- that fulfillment that comes with something like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Usually they don't start thinking about the monetary portion of it until they get to 11th, 12th grade. But then that's when they start looking at it. And, and it's, it's, a, it's, a good, uh, it's a good feeling for them to have, and it's good for me too. What, what do you hear from the college students? 
did you end up talking to as opposed to the high school students? What are they thinking? What is their motivation? Are, are, are a lot of them looking to, they've already spent a couple a year, two years in, and they're not, it's not what they were expecting, and they're not seeing that this is the direction they want to go. What, what is it you're hearing from them? Many of them, not all of them, are looking at the fact that I've already graduated college. I've, I mean, got graduate high school. I've got a couple of years outside of high school. So now what I need to do is I need to make a living and I need to make a good living. Right. And so they're looking at trades because if you look at the history and the, and the statistics of it, if you get into a trades environment, many times you can make per year what a college graduate would make after you get the certificate and uh, you graduate from that particular area of uh, expertise, whether it be welding, electrical, sheet metal, plumbing, uh, that type of thing. The list goes on and on. Oh, it goes on and on. And and many times you you can move up faster. If they start at 22, 23 years old, by the time they turn 28, 29, uh, they could be living like somebody in their 30s or 40s. You know. what, what type of reaction do you get when you tell them that? What is their reaction? Oh, that, they're excited. They're but excited. they're also like, they're stunned a little bit because they didn't think that was possible. Yeah, that's got to that's right. be a stunning thing. That's what, we, that's what yeah. we're dealing with is we're telling, trying to t- teach them the same thing. Yeah. You know, is that you've got options that you have no idea where they could take you. Yeah. And it's gonna, and it's not what you think. It's not what you might have been told. Yeah, yeah. Those, there's certainly a group of students who are, get to college and are like, ah, you know, this is not what I want to do. But what about for those students who are in college and, and, and are trying to find a way to fit into a trade with uh, the college experience that they already have? They might have a degree, maybe looking to become a project manager coming out of school. How does that fit into what you guys do? What I do, and what people like me, many times we. We're in a trades community, and then we decide we want to go to college. That's what I did. Okay. I, I was in the cr- uh, trades area, uh, learned quite a few trades and skills, and then I, when I got out of the military, I went back to school. But here's the clincher with that. Many times people cannot afford to pay for the tuition. That's mm-hmm. very true. Uh, in college. What was helpful for me was I actually – got into a situation where my job or my position, the company or the activity that I was in, told me, they said, well, look, we're, we're starting a new program and we wanted to know if you'd be interested in uh, taking advantage of it. And they paid for the whole thing. So I actually ended up getting a college degree behind that. Oh, nice. But the situation is that doesn't happen for everybody. Right. True. So if it doesn't happen for everybody, most most people, what they do is if they are in college and they see that this it doesn't it's not going to work for them, they may look for a trade. Now, some people, even though they finish college, they'll still go into a trade yep. environment. We've, we've talked to many people on the show that have done. Oh, that. yeah. Yeah. And so that works as well, because mo- majority of the time, if you have a college degree, but you go into trades and get certified, Many times you move up faster because you've already matriculated through the, the collegiate environment. You should have right. gotten it out of the way. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So it works out really well. So Newport News Shipbuilding, uh, what is that? What is Newport News Shipbuilding? Uh, how would you explain it to the, uh, I guess, the average person? Basically, I would tell them it's, it's, a, it's an environment where they build ships. They build uh, ships and submarines. Uh, for the Navy. They have a contract through the Navy, and they build ships for the Navy. You visited us here before. Uh, mm-hmm. We are talking about trades, obviously, in Rico Career Technical Education. Right. We love the trades here. Huge uh, supporter of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of 
trades, I guess, are most in demand in that line of work? Well, they have uh, several trades there that uh, that that's more uh, feasible and 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 and, and hands on. One of the major ones is, of course, welding, and then of course they have electrical and and, and uh, sheet metal and and uh, plumbing and and uh, insulations, and so they have several trades that are are really. Uh, in, in, in the working world, they're, they're ones that everybody know about. Everybody knows about. If they're in the trades community, yeah, they know common. about them. Yeah, they're the common, common trades. trades. Yeah, common trades. Yeah. Welding, one of the things that we just added, right? Yep. right? We just added welding. We just welding. got it back. It, we, okay. We didn't have it for a while, and we're, now it's back. Yeah. Okay. Speak a little bit about, about in fact, I'm going out to a uh, fabrication shop on mm-hmm. Thursday as of this recording. Of course, you guys are going to hear it later like, <laughs> okay. here on the 11th so uh, I wouldn't have been there out there until October 13th but going out to a fabrication shop with one of our some of our kids but just speak to the importance I guess of welders to the community as a whole well just about everything that's made have to either be welded or soldered and so uh, it's important to understand the, the nuances of how things are put together so when you're when you're welding something together, you, you got to know the heat, and you got to know all different kinds of processes of welding. It's a lot of science behind it. It's a lot of science and and quite a bit of math, but it is doable. I can tell people all the time if you want to get into a very good trade, that's one of them. <laughs> well, why do you say welding such a good trade to get into? Well, because just about everything you do, if you're driving in a car, part of it has been welded. Yep. Because it's so in demand. That's what we're saying. That's here. correct. Okay, it's, gotcha. it's in demand on just about every level. So let's, let's think about that then. We have students who are maybe 17, uh, 18 now taking welding classes. Mm-hmm. If they want to get into that career at such a young age, how could that pay off for them in the long run? For example, there's an area of welding called underwater welding. That's the lucrative one. We hear about that all the time. <laughs> the Navy has that. And matter of fact, one of my uh, colleagues that I worked with for a long time when I was in federal service was an underwater welder when he was on active duty. That's very high in demand. You have to have a clearance for that because many times they're doing work that's not necessarily broadcasted. The top secret work. That's correct. <laughs> that is correct. Heavily so, classified. Yeah. Redacted. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> it's very, very uh, lucrative, especially on the outside. Once you get out, you go through contracting or go through different companies. You can make a very, very good living. I've got, I've got a friend who has his own welding shop. It's just a one-man operation, but mm-hmm. he is on call with the government, and he is he has every certification but underwater, mm-hmm. but is pretty busy just doing the, yeah. getting that phone call, mm-hmm. calling his wife, going pack a bag. The plane tickets are waiting for me. I'm on for a job. It's does it his anywhere. does his well. It could be exactly. It could be anywhere. Does his little welding job. Comes home, mm-hmm. gets a check, waits for the next call. That's right. There you go. We are speaking go. with uh, Jose Fitton uh, with Newport News Shipbuilding, and you don't have to be an underwater welder to make a decent amount, decent amount of money. You also mentioned some other things that you are that are in demand in your industry, like HVAC or yes, plumbing. HVAC, yeah, plumbing in uh, particular. HVAC, yeah, you do uh, some pl- uh, some uh, welding within uh, the electrical, electrical area, okay. as well. And you do some soft welding. I call it soft welding. But it's still welding one in the same. Because just about every area that you go into, it has to have some type of welding. Got to put some heat on it. 
That's correct. <laughs> Got to put some heat Absolutely. on it. Absolutely. But let's let's talk about your background, too. You have a career technical education background. You yes. started in the trades. And I think we talked a little bit on the phone about yes. you going through something similar to the programs that we have. So let's talk yes, about I that. Did. And how does that help you today? Okay. So um, my dad, when we were in Cleveland, always wanted us to, at that time, he couldn't afford for it. It was five of us, so he couldn't afford to send us to college. So he said, um, I heard about the school on the west side of Cleveland called Max S. Hayes Vocational Technical School. But he says, I think you have to apply for it. And then they told us that in order to get into high school, high school back then was 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. So when I was in the ninth grade, we had to apply. So you applied for it. It was very few slots. Uh, my brother and I, got we were in the same age, same age group. And we were in the same grade. So, oh, so, we, so it was like a specialty high school type sp- center thing, like maybe like a governor school where you would have to apply or art school. Or that's correct. Where they you they teach it. some major courses like mm-hmm. English and math right. and some things. But the rest of the day would be set aside for the trade. OK. So I got into auto mechanics, which was I thought it was just working on engines. But when I got in there, it's a whole different world because the first year, uh, all we did was worked on uh, engines. The second year, all we worked on was transmissions. The yeah. third year, all we worked on was AC. And then the rest of the part of that, that year, besides air conditioning and refrigeration, we worked on recreational vehicles like motorcycles, uh, small engines, boats, RVs. Airplanes. We worked on all of those. Oh my so, gosh! Yeah, 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 you got, got Absolutely. Yeah, my, my automotive program was small engines the first year and cars the second year. Yeah, yeah. But didn't get and the cars was everything. It was the engine to the the brakes to the yeah. suspension to mm-hmm. the transmission. Yeah. To, but to, to hear you even working on airplanes, that that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So how does an experience like that even help you? How did that help you as you pursued different career pathways? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because what ended up happening was once I graduated from high school, I decided then that it, I, I didn't want to go college right then. Yeah. And so I joined the Navy. And so when we did the ASVAB test, as you know about the ASVAB, the ASVAB test showed conclusively that I had a strong background in mechanical. They didn't know that, but they just did the test. And right. they came up with had a strong background in mechanical area. So. They put me as working in uh, jet mechanics for the Navy. Oh, working on jets. So very good career for for about five or six years. Loved it. Got me down in Pensacola in the warm weather. <laughs> work, working, working, working on uh, jet engines and also uh, working on the, the the bulkheads and all that kind of thing. So it was it was wonderful. When I got ready to reenlist, it was overmanned because there was very high in demand back then. So they had to put me somewhere else. So they put me in what they call the radioman rate, which is now called the IT rating. That's how I got into IT. All right. And so uh, sent me to San Diego. I never knew how to type, but in eight weeks, you had to learn how to type 100 words a minute. So I learned how to type 100 words a minute and had to pass the test, did that. Got into a top secret uh, environment using UHF, VHF, and all that kind of thing, uh, sending classified messages and all that kind of thing. So I did that for four years, got hurt, got out of the Navy. They boarded me out. But once I got out, three months later, the Navy found me and hired me back. 
as a GS1. GS1 now, for the common folks, what's GS, that mean? GS1 means that's the lowest grade you can have coming in federal service. Okay. I made $5.65 an hour back in 1987. <laughs> and um, I think that's long, more than that was making. Yeah, yeah. So long story short, I wasn't I, making anything in 1987. Yeah, yeah. So long story short, I, I I stayed in in that environment for 30 years and retired as a deputy director. I did very well career wise, but the trades area helped me to have discipline to understand concepts and precepts so that I could actually do something else if I need to do it. Because the same thing that they taught us within that environment, you could take that same concept anywhere else. So when you talk about the concepts and, the, and you mentioned precepts, what is it that on your end when you're looking, talking to students and looking to find the ones that are hireable, what is it you're looking for? What is it, what is it that they can – what is the most important thing that you seek they can bring with them? In other words, what's going to make somebody stand out that they might have learned from a CT program or for high school? What is it that what's the most important for Newport News shipyards when it comes to talking with a young person? If I was a, a, a person to hire, I would look for discipline, look for how long you've worked, um, look, look at your background, your history to see what kind of temperament that you have. Uh, see if you're interested in working, see if you enjoy and have a passion mm-hmm. for what you do and right. what, you've, what you've learned to do, and to see what your goals are long-term. If you plan to stay or if you plan to go, how long you've been doing it, what do you see yourself in the next five years, you know, that type of thing. I would, I would look at a whole bag of characteristics and, and things to find out if this is something that you can do or want to do. It's not about just getting paid. You have to have a passion for it. Right. So how do you see those CTE skills? What kind of skills do, I guess, students who have come through a program where they've worked with their hands, like where they've been in welding, where they've worked on HVAC units, or where they've got a chance to, I guess, wire an outlet? How does that help them when they look for employment in an in, in industry like yours? Number one, there's most likely a certification involved in it. There is history on what did you do? How did you do it as far as working in it, as far as training in it? And see what the, the person's aptitude is within that trade group. So usually in the situation, I look at it as if you if you can if they're hireable and I and I just like I've told uh, some of the people in, in Newport News that that have these uh, trade centers and and uh, programs for community, We've got to keep these kids clean. In other yeah. words, they can't have uh, drugs in the system. They can't uh, have a lot of uh, drama and baggage going on where it's, it's recordable. So, so you got to stay clean. And, and so I think it's incumbent upon us to encourage them to stay clean. And sometimes we have to spend time with them. We just spend time telling them, look, you got to stay clean. You got to do these things that you know that would not bring attention to employer that won't that, that would not want to hire you and so because at any job not just Newport News but any position and any job you go to you got to clear a background check yeah right? got to clear that background you got to clear yeah. even in my fraternity we <laughs> had to clear a police even, background check even the rent in an apartment you got to you got to yeah. clear background 
so that background check. Yeah. And so because you you have to show that you're you're credible, you have to show that you're responsible, and you have to show that you you want to do this and and that you're willing to do the work, put the work in, so that you can uh, be successful at what you're trying to go for. So you, they have the skills. Uh, you find out that they're hireable. They get the job. How much room for growth is there in in your industry? I, I guess that's a broad oh, yeah. question. Well, to ask. Uh, I've been a part of several industries. Just for example, with the United States Navy, the gates are open to bring in people to get hired. The government, as well as companies like Newport News Shipbuilding, same thing. Matter of fact, I don't think we can hire enough. We can't get enough people <laughs> because, see, what's happening now is, yeah. and we're looking at statistics and metrics right now. I'm in the baby boomer age. And I'm sure you all are probably, you probably may not be, but you probably are. 57. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm on the edge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike, uh, I think Mike's Generation X. I, I am an X. I'm so the beginning got, of the X. Yeah, yeah, yeah beginning yeah, of the My X. wife is, he don't my wife's a boomer. Though, guys. I'm X. Yeah, yeah. And so a lot of us are retiring. Yeah, the age out problem. We hear that a lot. Yeah, yeah to the tune of hundreds of thousands. Because I retired in 17. I don't, I just don't look it, but I'm a lot older than you are. <laughs> but I but I retired back in, in 2017 after 40 years of working for the United States Navy. And I'm seeing that a lot of my cohorts are leaving the, the, the working environment. And so um, many of them are not coming back. Yeah. And, yeah. So, and so since they're not coming back, we need to hire people to take their place. So you're, you're experiencing the same thing that you, that a lot of the trades um, industries are yeah. dealing with, but probably on a much larger scale individually. Right. <laughs> you're right. You're absolutely right. And so it's, it's incumbent upon us to try to see that next generation, try to pour and part into them to try to bring forth something that would be valuable to the working world by getting them up to speed with the trades community if they like that and get them in so they can get hired. So let me ask you this then, why, why should students, what argument can you make towards students to say, hey, you should consider a career in, in trades, a career in welding, In I say welding a lot because mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. one of our, our, our programs that we just got, welding and HVAC and all the trades, even masonry, what what argument would you make for the, for them saying, hey, you should give an opportunity, you should Take your local CTE class and then go get a career in, in this in this industry. Yes, especially when you look at the what's been what students have been told for decades. Yeah, mm-hmm. that it's this is not your first route. This is not your you know your second route. Your first, second, and third is always it's always college. Right, and and not that there's anything wrong with it. The, right. the thing is, is if you're going to go into college. It, you you got to have a plan. You, it's got to have an end goal. And it isn't just like I'm going to go take some classes and then we'll I'll figure out myself. Mm-hmm. So in you so know. many less words. Why should students give the trades a shot? Here's what I do know, because I did both. I went to college and I went through the trades. In college, you may, you may matriculate and get to the uh, four years and graduate, but still not have anything attainable enough to be able to get a suitable position, uh, make suitable amount of money, even after four years, sometimes six years. Some, I've, I've seen people in, in, uh, get master's, MBA. That's a, that's a good uh, point you're making right there because a degree doesn't always necessarily mean you're going to net the gross income that you that is correct that you desire to get. Short story. My daughter, oldest daughter, went to school. Um, we sent her out to California. She went to school, Cal State, Fullerton, got a four-year degree. After she got a four-year degree, she got out. She was working with TV One. I don't know if you've heard of TV One. I've heard of TV One. <laughs> but she wasn't making no money. So she came. She called me one day. She was crying. She was saying, look, Daddy, I'm still not making no money. I said, well, you got to do what the rest of us did. She said, what? I said, you got to go back and get your MBA. Get an MBA 
in finance, IT, or something like that. She went and did that. All career technical education areas. It, it, right, right, yep. right. She did that, and now she's making good money, and she's doing well. On the, on the flip side of that, I have a daughter that went through kind of like the trades area. So she makes is about as much money in the trades area as my daughter with the NBA. Without the debt. <laughs> That's correct, without the debt. And because she, she went into the trades area, she's not working outside. She's actually working inside an office, but she's in a trade. There's a lot of different ways to get to six figures. There's a lot of different ways to That's make correct. a livable wage. That's and correct. Uh, some of them require college. Some of them don't require college. And great, uh, In fact, a great many don't require college. So mm-hmm. I, the message here has always been, Mike, if you're going to go to college, have a plan. But if you're not, that's okay as well. You can, yeah, you'll still end up that, okay. That is correct. But still, even if you're not going to college, you need a plan you gotta still. Have a plan. That's right. Because you're going to sit there and run through your, your high school years. You're going to graduate. You're not planning on going to college. And you didn't do anything to prepare yourself. There's no soft skills. There's no, there's no hard skills. There's nothing you learned because you just went through the straight academics. When you have the opportunity to make a choice and take some of these some of the programs we're offering while still getting all your academics like you normally would, but have something else there that's going to help you with any career track you want to go. Well, it was not 31 anymore. It's 36. Yeah, we got more. We've got expanded. new classes starting this year. Constantly expanding. So please check out the website and check out all the five new classes we just added this week uh, now that it's recruiting. You've got hundreds of pathways from those classes when you look at it in the grand scheme of things hundreds and hundreds of pathways that go out it's going to get you a job it's going to get and, and you're going to end up with a great wage and be able to live and raise a family and have all the things that you want to have but they got it you've got to start thinking about it you got to plan for it you got to plan for it say what skills do i need and uh what job am i looking for and how do i get there Absolutely. whether it be for hey i need a little bit of college hey i don't need any college at all hey i need a full four years and then some mm-hmm. yeah. so just got to have a plan yeah. just got to have a plan Absolutely. so jose let me ask you this man so what what can uh let me rephrase this why do you think businesses shouldn't get involved with their local cte programs you mentioned that that's something that you guys at newport news shipbuilding have made a habit of you're here talking to us now <laughs> and before was talking to mac uh, right. in this very room in right. the, the cte back cave it's only the back cave when we're in here doing a podcast <laughs> by the way i just had to add that in there in parentheses but um why why should other businesses maybe consider coming to talk to us uh the reason why that is is because you all have something unique that other entities may not have you, you all are strong and your expertise is in training of the trades getting people ready i call it getting them full up around so that they can be able to uh, make a decent living not just a decent living but make a great living many times when you go to not knocking college love college went to college myself what i found out that what helps me out tremendously besides the fact that i went through the trades community and i can do trades is you can take that and and apply that to your own personal life. Oh, yeah. Because I do a lot of things around my house that it would cost thousands of dollars to do. But you can do that if you have a trade, if you've learned the skill set. And so I I share with people, learn the skill set because it pays dividends long, long, long time down the road. And a lot of those uh, skills are really transferable. If you know how to work on HVA system, uh, uh, in your house, nine times out of ten, you can figure out how a car's work, Absolutely. and you know, vice versa. Absolutely, so, uh, those skills really are transferable when you come down to it. And, and I always talk about Mike, even though I haven't mentioned it. I don't think I've mentioned it 
in a long time on the show. Mike knows how to change his own oil. <laughs> And that's something I need to learn. I, I, I would need hope to go, so with two to, years of oil mechanics. Yeah, I know, right? The tech center. I but, hope so. I'm just saying, they're teach, they're My gonna, teacher would be upset with me if that's all I knew. They're gonna. That's what I was gonna say. Next. They're gonna teach you a lot more than how to change your oil. Yeah. But I'm saying versus me, I don't know how to how He's, to do something like he, that. The first day of class, he says, "I'm not teaching y'all to change oil. You're not going to be working in a Jiffy Lube. That is not what I'm. Why y'all are here, and that's not my job. My job is to be y'all are automotive technicians. You will know how to do that. You will not do that as your primary function. So, because you would not be changing tires and changing oil. <laughs> so, uh, running running out of time here, but I do want to ask you this: What are some exciting? What are the most exciting aspects that you feel are of your industry? What are What are the exciting things that students should expect to experience if they do decide to? Uh, take those welding skills, take those HVAC skills, take those electricity skills, and move into uh, the shipbuilding industry. What are those exciting things they'll experience? Well, I think they will experience growth. They experience uh, actually coming in contact with others that do the same thing they do. They'll 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 experience longevity. They'll experience uh, the experiential side of like this is great. Uh, I'm doing something that's going to help mankind, that's going to help the world, because in the area where I'm at, it's, it's ha- actually working with national security. So it's going to help with the, uh, the, the national security of the country. Also, it's a great professional trade to have. It's a respectable trade. It's something that you can, it's something that's transferable. You can pass it on. Yeah, because you can teach somebody else what you know, and so that's what I look at. One of the things I look at. Very, very important to uh, the world. Very, very important to society, and that's something that we found in talking to students. I don't even know what generation that is. I'm a millennial, by the way. (laughs) Whenever I was talking to generations, I didn't get a chance to uh, say, "Hey, millennials are here too." But hey, millennials are here too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the the kids they want to make an impact, and it sounds like you're saying this. This is a great way to do that by getting involved with with you folks. Is that correct? That is correct. Absolutely correct. Well, I want to think. Oh, you want to say something? Just one last thing. Just real quick question. What type of do y'all have uh, internships? Important question. Apprenticeship program through for students to get involved with absolutely all you gotta do is go to the website the website or you google uh newport new shipbuilding or huntington ingles right there on the website it'll it'll show you how to get to it and and they'll be able to uh get started that way and start a, a career start uh actually start a, a a pathway to going to whichever trade that they're looking for mm-hmm. something that they maybe have a have an interest in and basically, we have just in our area, in the Hampton Roads area, we have several uh, outings or, or several entities that will help, like New Horizons, Tidewater. It used to be Tidewater Community College, but now it's Virginia Peninsula College, Hampton Roads Workforce Council, those particular entities. You just Google that, and they'll get you in the right direction to have a good career, start a good career. Good good career, good skills, happy life. Absolutely. Be successful, be able to afford a, an Xbox, and then some. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. 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 Because the goal well, is always the I'm glad you got your Xbox. priorities straight. You know, you got to You're getting Xbox married right. in a couple of days. That's what you're worried about. And I'm going to still <laughs> keep my Xbox. All right. So, <laughs> thank you so much, uh, Jose, for being a guest on Henrico CTE Now. Uh, before I go, I got to remind you guys, check 
check us out. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and LinkedIn. All at the handle Henrico CTE. Henrico CTE.com for information about all the courses we offer your student. The Life Ready Expo this month. Uh, as of this recording, if you're listening to it on the day it's posted, it's October 11th. The Life Ready Expo is on October 18th uh, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. inside of Hermitage High School. Uh, students 6th through 12th grade will have an opportunity to meet and speak with employers from different career pathways. We have a whole bunch of different careers and professionals there waiting to talk and share your experiences with you, uh, much like Mr. Jose Fitton sitting across from me. So that's the Life Ready Expo, October 18th at 6 o'clock p.m. to 8 o'clock p.m. inside of Hermitage High School. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast at all of the major podcast venues and most of your minor ones. Download the app, like and subscribe. Don't miss an episode. Don't miss an episode. And if you do, it's okay. You can go back and listen. That's the wonderful thing about our archiving podcast episodes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> On all those platforms that he just mentioned. All right. That's it for Enrico CTE now. For Mike, for Jose, I'm Rashawn. This has been, again, Enrico CTE now. Until next time. So long, everyone. Peace.